Bible Baptist Church located at 2015 Beulah Road in Madisonville, Kentucky, would like to invite you to listen to a message of the sovereign grace of God in the Lord Jesus Christ by their pastor, David Edmondson. Psalm 53 and Psalm 14 are basically word for word the same psalm. So that makes it important. Paul quotes Psalm 14 and Psalm 53 in both Romans chapter 3 and in Romans chapter 7. And the repeat of this psalm is not a printing mistake. It's not that David forgot that he had said these words before. These words are worthy of repeating. They need to be repeated time and time again. These words carry great significance. Verse 1, the fool has said in his heart, and that those words there is are italicized, the fool hath said in his heart, no God. Now the fool did not say in his heart, there is no God as to deny God's existence. The fool, the senseless, the wicked, the vile, hath said from his mouth, no in his heart. What did the fool, the wicked man say from his heart? He said, no God. They're not only saying no God for me, they're saying no God. They're saying no to God. They will not have this God to rule over them. And that's what's so foolish. That's why they're called fools. Can you say no to God? You can, but with no success. For who hath resisted his will? So really, there's no saying no to God. In the end, you and I will always do what God wills. This is speaking of the attitude of the heart. This is addressing the depravity, the wickedness of every man and woman's heart. God's will is always done, every day, all the time. And man by nature says, no, no God. I'll have a will in the matter too. Now, the Word of God plainly declares that salvation is of the Lord and that God has mercy on whom he will, and whom he will, he hardeneth. It's God's prerogative to save or let men have their own way and die in their sin. Salvation is all about God's will. It doesn't have anything to do with man's will. Salvation is not, if I can, God will. What can any sinner do? Can they let go and let God have his way as men declare today? Can they give their heart to Jesus? Can they get saved? Can anyone get saved? There are labor laws that say if I work, I get paid. And men and women know if we don't work, we don't get paid and we don't eat. But that's never, absolutely never been the case in the matter of salvation. Salvation has always been by grace through faith. Salvation has always been God's gift to chosen sinners. God in grace gave some sinners life. He gave them a heart that could and would believe. You were dead. God gave you life. You didn't do anything. If you received something, you can't glory in it. You can't glory in something that you were given. 
You can't glory in it because you didn't do anything. You didn't do it. You can't glory because someone else did it. Only the one who gave the gift has reason to glory. You get no glory in the work of another. There's no merit in receiving a free gift. Now, the statement that David makes by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit is much more than just an argument against atheism. This is speaking of a much darker evil. This is saying no to God. This is attempting to deny God his right to be God. Can you say no to God? It all depends on who your God is. If he's a God who wants and tries to do something, you you might say no to him. If so, you might discourage him or frustrate his will. But the God of the Bible is a God who purposes and does. He says over and over, I will and they shall. The God of the Bible purposes and does. Is God one who needs man's help and man's will to accomplish his own will and help man? Or does God speak it and it comes to pass? Does God purpose it, then do it just as he purposed? Yes. Amen. The God of the Bible is the one who controls all things, and he executes his counsel to bring all things to pass just as he so purposed. Men and women need to read their Bibles. God directs all things. This is what makes the child of God's redemption sure. It's by God's choosing. It's by God's calling. It's by God's saving and God bringing us to himself in Christ. But man's nature is to say no to God. It is man's nature not to have Christ to rule over them. And this is why verse 1 says, corrupt are they. Who's corrupt? Those who say no, God. No, God, I refuse to bow to you as God. No, God, I refuse to bow to your sovereign rule. No, God, I refuse your divine appointments. I refuse to accept your omnipotent providence. No, God, I refuse to believe that I have no will and no work, no way in the matter of salvation. No, God. God, I say no to your sovereignty. I say no to your holiness. I say no to your will and purpose. God, I say no to your providence. I don't like the way that you do things. I refuse to bow to you and who you say you are. No, God. I know that I can and must do something to be saved. And why don't people like the way God does things? It's always right. God always does what's right. I heard someone say not long ago, God wouldn't do that. If it happened, then he did. How could any of us say no to God? Because we're corrupt. That's what David says. We're rotten. That's what the word means. We're bad to the bone and beyond. Verse 1 says that all of us have done abominable iniquities. We've all done loathsome, detestable, revolting, disgusting things called abominable iniquity. All that you and I do is sin. We corrupt things because sin is what we are. Abominable iniquities is ours because we are abominable. And verse 1 says, there's none that doeth good. Men and women by nature are ignorant, wicked, vile, disobedient, and unwilling servants. 
they say no to God. No to any help from him. No to any deliverance from him. No to everything from him. And he is the one thing needful. How could we be so ignorant? We are corrupt and do abominable iniquity. And we are without excuse. We're without excuse because of creation. Seeing creation is proof enough to God's existence. We are without excuse because of divine providence. We are without excuse because God has preserved his word for us to read, study, and search and see that only a powerful, almighty, omnipotent God can providentially by his own will and purpose cause everything to work in perfect order. The sun, the moon, the planets, the stars all do his bidding. The rain, the wind, the storms all heed his direction. There's no excuse to not believe there is a God. And in verse 2, it's the same. God looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see that if there were any that did understand. Was there any that did seek God? Who's looking down? It's God that's looking down. Where's God looking down from? He's looking down from heaven. This is the true God from heaven. Every good and perfect gift cometh from the Father of lights, cometh from him who is above, whom, whom there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. The supreme one is the one who looks down from heaven. The God who looks down from heaven is the one and only true God. He does what he wills in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And there is none in heaven, none in earth, none under the earth that can stay his hand or question his will or his purpose in whatever he does. God looked down from heaven as only the true God can and who was he looking at? He looked down upon the children of men. He looked down upon me and you. Why? To see if there were any one who did understand and seek after God. And as you can see, the word any is italicized and it's added, but it should be because God did not find any or anyone who did understand. There were not any who understood God. There were not any who did seek after God. What did these folks not understand? They had no understanding of their sin. They had no understanding of God's perfect righteousness. They had no understanding how the sinner becomes righteous. They had no understanding as to how God could be just and still justify. They had no understanding as to why they would say no to God. What did God find when he looked to find any that sought after him? Did he find any? Not a one. Verse 3, every one of them has gone back. All have left God and their sin is the cause. They all departed God. Every one of them apostatized and went away. None of them sought God. And here we have the exposing of man's will. I can sum up man's will with two words. Man won't. Two words. No God. Why? Because they're all together become filthy. Did they become filthy after they were born? No. They were not born good and became bad. No, they were already filthy after Adam's sin. They were filthy when they were born. And God doesn't think like us. We don't understand the character of God. He doesn't think like us. He's altogether other than we are. We've all gone back. 
And this is such evil. Man, by nature, finds God repulsive, and men and women find God unfair. You tell someone that God saves whom he wills, how he wills, when he wills, and they'll say, well, that's unfair. A man told me one time that my God was his devil. He thought God was too loving and too good to send people to hell. Folks argue that God wouldn't do that. Friends, if God doesn't send people to hell, then why does hell exist? Men believe in evolution. They believe that mankind is evolving, that mankind's getting better. They believe that everyone's born the same, and the difference between us is the ones that we make. Mankind needs educating. Mankind needs grooming. In other words, man works hard to make themselves to differ. With the right upbringing, teaching, grooming, and educating, men and women can make a difference in their personal lives and make themselves worthy to be saved. It's a lie. Here's what the Bible says. Mankind is dead in sin. He's evil, corrupt, and filthy, and he can do nothing to save himself. God must divinely intervene in the sinner's life, reveal Christ to them, show them their need, and then they'll see that because of their need, they need the great physician. Oh, may God be pleased to show you that salvation is of the Lord. You have been listening to a message by David Edmondson, the pastor of Bible Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. If you would like a copy of this message or to hear other messages of God's free, sovereign grace in Christ, you can write to our mailing address at P.O. Box 652, Madisonville, Kentucky, 42431. Or log on to our website at freegraceradio.com. If you would like to come and worship with us, we meet at 2015 Beulah Road, Madisonville, Kentucky. And our service times are Sunday morning Bible study at 10 o'clock a.m. Worship services begin at 11 o'clock a.m. Wednesday evening services at 7 o'clock p.m. Please tune in again next Sunday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. for another message of God's free and sovereign grace in the Lord Jesus Christ.